All right, this is Brandon Hayes and Anthony Dinar, and today we watched Bone, a movie from 1972, written and directed by Larry Cohen. This one's going to be a little tough to talk about because it's a weird-ass movie. Yeah, you know, it's like um, when you do drugs and you try to tell someone what it's like to do drugs, but you can't unless you just do the drugs. <laughs> That's this movie. What the fuck did I just watch? I was uh, writing notes and I just had to constantly like backtrack and try to consolidate things. And I still don't think I did a good job, but we're going to slog through what I wrote. This and is a, a comedy, right? It's listed listed as a comedy on IMDb, but... It's not funny. <laughs> no. I mean, there are a couple times I laughed, but only because I heard something like wildly inappropriate. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. This movie is rough, but it's like, I love these Larry Cohen movies. Like, every time I watch him, one of his movies, like, they're just weird, bizarre. This one's the weirdest by far, but I mean. Like, yeah, he's your new favorite for yeah. whatever reason. So, prepared to see more of this in uh, in our stream. And uh, welcome back. This is uh, season three. Um, we took quite a break. Were you were you looking for some obscure stuff? Were you did you uncover a bone? Some archaeologist craziness? Um, no, we just stopped doing this because no one was listening. <laughs> so why'd we start it? Because <laughs> we're bored, I guess. Because our low score show sucks and no one's watching. <laughs> Like, let's do this again. Um, no. So, uh, this this movie uh, starring Amy Poehler from uh, SNL. Uh <laughs> you said that like three times during while we were watching this, like <laughs> it, wondering if uh, actress Joyce Van Patten was uh, related to Amy Poehler in any way. Well, because Jesus Christ, fucking Amy Poehler stole her whole bit. I, there is no bit. I think they just act the same. You couldn't be that close. I mean, come on. Like, if if it was anything else, like, it would be copyright infringement. But there's no bit to steal. I don't know why, but they're the exact same people. Well, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But right now, let's talk. Let's jump into the movie. Uh, the movie opens with an introduction to Bill, one of our main characters. And uh, he's a commercial pitchman for a car company. And he's filming this commercial and talking about all the new cars available to purchase on the lot. But he's standing in a junkyard. Yeah. All the cars are busted up and there's actual dead bodies in the cars. Yeah. And this is like, I guess, just a dream sequence. And it really sets the the tone for this movie. Like, you're about to see some weird, bizarre shit. It, did I miss that? Total, it, that was a dream sequence? Yeah. And like, he, every time he was on the car lot, because it does jump to the car lot quite a bit throughout this movie at just weird uh, times. Yeah, just um, randomly. Yeah, th that that's all dream sequence, I would imagine. Then it's that like whole movie was a dream. No, I don't think so. Well, like, okay, so there's a difference between, like, sleep dreaming and daydreaming. I'd count this daydreaming. Okay, okay yeah, but I mean, it still yeah. didn't happen in reality. Sure, sure, sure. But he's a car salesman, isn't he? He's not just a pitchman, otherwise he'd be paying, or he would be getting paid to do those commercials. He's paying, like, a PR group to do those. So, like, I think he's a car salesman. I don't think he's just a pitchman. He's like... I, it, it was never really 
established yeah, yeah. it, and I don't think it's important either way no. to the story. Well, um, he's filthy. That was that was the point I was trying to get at. He's a filthy car salesman, and, and he deserves to be hated. <laughs> well, him and his wife, Bernadette, are at their home now, poolside, in the very next scene, and this is reality, I guess. Beverly Hills, <laughs> California. It's pretty apparent from the beginning that they both despise each other. Like, the phone rings, and Bernadette is sitting right next to it, sunbathing, and she doesn't answer. And Bill is, like, clear on the other end of the pool, like, uh, sweeping or uh, yeah, grabbing Yeah, he's actually leaves. working, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, uh, getting leaves out of the pool, and uh, he hears a phone ring, and he just stares at his wife, and she just stares back at him, like, I'm not going to answer the phone for you. And it really sets the tone for how much these two just hate each other. She's a bitch. And he's an asshole. They're a horrible couple. Yeah. But uh, Bill, at one point, he takes a swim and uh, he spots a rat stuck in the pool filter. So he jumps out quickly and his wife starts crying and screaming and neither of them can get the rat out <laughs> themselves. They're like really rich people or so it seems they're on a rich property. They got a big house and everything. And um, they're just screaming like your typical rich person who can't do anything for themselves. Like call <laughs> the servant, call the pest control. Yeah, yeah. His wife's like, if I was in that pool, I would have vomited. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point she says, like, we're going to have to drain the whole pool and fill it back up again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, the the chlorine will take care of that. So then Bone, uh, I guess, would be our main character. It's, you know, the movie's named after him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he shows up from out of nowhere. And he grabs the rat out of the pool filter and uh, just using his bare hands. He like wrestles it. He's like, he says something like, oh, put up a fight. Like, <laughs> I think he's just joking around because it's clearly dead. Well, the the guy said it was alive. I'm going to say he, he, he fought the rat. Can you imagine though? That thing would have fucking bit you. Yeah, no, like, I think ugh. it was fully drowned. Yeah. But uh, either way, uh, Bone then grabs Rat and just throws it over the fence. And then he goes over to Bill and extends his hand, like, for a handshake. And uh, Bill shakes his hand, and then Bone won't let go. Okay. And, you, you know um, we all know some of those people. Those, like, uncomfortably long handshakes. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Bone is doing this on purpose. Yeah. He won't let go of his hand and he's like, we're going to walk to the house and uh, you're going to give me all your money. Like, this is a robbery, basically. Yeah. And uh, so he drags Bill up to the house and Bernadette follows. And um, at one point, Bill's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'll call the police. And Bone says, what are you going to do? Call the police? It'll take like 45 minutes for them to get here. <laughs> and then what do you think I'm going to be doing all that time while we wait for them <laughs> to get here? That's a good point. I mean... Like, fucking cops are usually inept in uh, in movies that we watch, but, like, it, is this the <laughs> the most ridiculous set of cops? Like, when, even when you do call them, they don't even respond. Like, it's, it's the whole state of California's police is just crap. Are you talking about in the movie or in real life? No, in I the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, strictly talking about the films that we watch, police are generally bad. Uh, but this movie, like, it's not just in this area. It's, like, all over. So Bone rifles through the house looking for cash, and um, all he finds are bills. Bill and Bernadette are basically broke, living almost entirely off credit. So this whole rich life of theirs is just a facade. 
Yeah. And uh, all Bone can find is like 30 something dollars in the house. And he's <laughs> pretty pissed. He says, you know, like, you've got the biggest house in the neighborhood, the nicest car. That's why I picked you guys out. That's like, that's why I came here to rob you. But all you've got are bills up to your ass. Hey, you count $57 overdrawn. I'm Magnum. Bullocks. Some kind of beauty center. This is nothing but bills. Lady, you know something? You spend money for a lot of crap. You know that? Yeah, dummy. Like, I, I guess, like, that does sort of make sense. Like, I guess maybe the average person doesn't live within their means or something. Like... He's got like a Rolls Royce and he's got, you know, multiple cars and uh, and a giant house, which um, you watch the commentary or listen to the commentary. Rather, you said that that was like the director's real house. Like, yeah. that was pretty fucking nice. He doesn't deserve that kind of salary making these oh. shitty movies. You have never seen other Larry Cohen. <laughs> no, you have the stuff. <laughs> The oh, stuff is a Larry Cohen shit, film. No, no, that was a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, so <laughs> shut your mouth. I'm going to eat that stuff. Eat those words. <laughs> the stuff alone justifies that it house does. and more. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so uh, Bone is pissed and he knows he's, you know, basically got to leave at this point. So he's uh, he says, I, can't, I, I was writing this down as fast as I can. So it's not word for word from what's in the movie. But he says to him, to Bill and Bernadette. I was going to rape your wife, but I can see you got too many problems as it is. So I guess I'm just going to tie you up instead. <laughs> so that's what it's like. This is supposed to be a comedy for who? Like, this is like some of the like the most messed up like humor. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's why? very dark. It is. And there's not a single likable character. <laughs> but, um, but before he uh, ties him up and leaves, Bone actually finds a hidden bank account book. And it has $5,000 in it. Like, it's written down. It's not actual money. Right. So, right. Um, Bone says uh, he's going to send Bill to the bank instead to make a withdrawal of that money. You go on to that bank, real casual like, see, collect our funds. <laughs> and down that you parking and get your ass over here before 3.30 o'clock. That's how I'm going to bang the hell out of her and cut her throat. You won't go let her open so Bill races to the bank, and while Bill is gone, Bone just sort of torments Bernadette the yeah. entire time. So Bone uh, starts off by telling Bernadette this story about how when he was a kid, he used to save uh, popsicle wrappers. He saved up 500 wrappers because if you turned them in, you could get prizes. He yeah, they says, were like cereal box prizes kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm, I can't imagine that that happen like you turn in proof of purchase and you get like you know a, a bike or something yeah whatever. yeah that, that that's maybe true i mean this is the 70s like who knows they they might have done stuff like that for popsicles but the only reason i bring this up is because he says that he had to uh wash these labels because they were all sticky with popsicle crap <laughs> and uh and then he smoothed out the labels he took real good care of them and he put them in uh one of the drawers of his you know just clothing drawer and that still didn't keep the roaches from coming. Like the roaches <laughs> smelled the popsicle remnants and they were all over his, his room. And so uh, he would just like violently squash them all day long <laughs> with his bare hands. Hence like the dumb idea to keep nasty like like fucking wrappers of food. It's like, you know who does that? Uh, um, fucking Slim Jims. Remember when uh, when I was a kid... 
they um they they were points. You get uh, the the twenty five cent Slim Jim was like one point, and if you spent the dollar, you got three. It was like a total waste of time. Anyways, those things like are gross. Yeah, and like why would you keep that for? for points later i don't even know what the hell you could have like turned it in for you never even exchanged them for a prize no they were gross i didn't want to have a fucking like like house full of roaches so you just never (laughs) saved them (laughs) yeah uh but like yeah can you imagine like getting an autographed like copy of uh macho man randy savage (laughs) it's like oh yeah brother (laughs) i i just feel bad for the poor employee who has to like count those up in the day yeah that's gross through other people's garbage (laughs) get a sipped through and they're not even like bone you know at least bone washed his like (laughs) (laughs) but not good enough apparently yeah not good enough but uh i tell that whole uh popsicle thing and uh, the roach story just because it does have something to do with the ending of the film so i'll bring it up later then bone decides like he wants some hot food so he tells bernadette to make him some coddled eggs i want to be coddled what don't you know coddled eggs i mean living in this big fancy house god knows something about coddled oh my eggs. god oh my god i don't know how to make a coddled egg i looked on google and I don't understand what coddled eggs are. So do you? I didn't either. But uh, from what I can gather, they're barely cooked eggs. So like, uh, you know, like what uh, what squash is, right? It's like a pie, but mm-hmm. with egg, right? So imagine like having like a little personal squash container or whatever and just like barely cooked egg in it. Don't want you get sick from that? I would think so. Yeah, like you don't, I don't know, salmonella maybe? Yeah. Well, anyway, these eggs turn out to be terrible because Bernadette doesn't know how to cook. She's this rich girl who has everything done for her. So like she says herself, like most of the time we just eat at restaurants. Yeah. Rich Um, girl, but we're in debt. I mean, we're we're fucking poor. (laughs) Fucking Bernadette was pissed off, by the way, when they found that... uh, that ledger of like five grand in whatever bank account. She's like, you've been hiding this from me. Like, yeah, that was Bill's secret bank account. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Bill enters the bank and uh, he sees the girl, which is the name of the character is the girl no. in the script. She doesn't even have a real name. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, like she fucking creeps me out, but she's the best actress in well, this film and she had a big enough part that warranted a name yeah definitely more than the girl <laughs> so uh, i don't know why she doesn't have an actual name but uh she's a real weirdo and i'll talk about her more in just a bit but um bill uh reaches the bank teller and he asks for a total withdrawal of his account and the teller tries to talk him out of it and at first bill says no i'm in a hurry i just need the money right now i need this errand done by three o'clock and the teller looks at the clock and says well no rush you've got a good 20 minutes to go before three o'clock so then bill says yeah you know what i I do have time to think this over and in his head (laughs) he hears a moment in his head when bernadette was yelling at him you know, which, which was any time, yeah. every time. <laughs> so then he says, yeah, I've got time. I'll, I'll come back later. Let me go call my accountant to make sure I really want to do this or whatever. And then Bill just goes to the bar next door to get a drink. Yeah, note to all the ladies out there, like, don't be like ragging your man. This may happen. It may be a life and death situation. And he'll remember that nagging voice of yours. <laughs> 
So um, Bill leaves the bar and uh, he bumps into the girl again. And uh, this is when we learn that she's basically like a parasite to society. Yeah. She steals shit from people's cars. Uh, she eats food while pretending to shop at grocery stores. Um, this, this is the kind of stuff she does on a daily basis just to get by. And so Bill accompanies her on one of her shopping trips in the grocery store. And all the while, the clock is just ticking away. Yeah, and he's already yeah. wasted his 20 minutes pretty much at the bar. So now this is like long after his wife should have been, you know, raped and killed by bone. Yeah. Which is ultimately what he was hoping would happen. Yeah. But he's uh, he's hanging out with the girl, and uh, they go back to her house after they're done eating at the grocery store. God, I wish she had a name. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> and this is where they have the strangest exchange I've ever seen two characters have in a movie, where uh, she asks him if he has a mistress, and he says no, because uh, sex is a complete waste of time. He says, you make money, that's all that matters in life. And uh, so the girl tells Bill <laughs> about her movie theater story experience when she was 11 years old, um, how she was molested by a guy, an older man, who smells just like <laughs> Bill. <laughs> what the fuck's going on at this moment? Like, like, I liked her because she was, like, just so weird, and now I'm just officially creeped the fuck out. Like, I can't stand watching any screen time with uh, with this lady, the girl. <laughs> and Bill, like, I was so uncomfortable. Was that Bill? Like, like was did well, he molest her? That's what it, it's left up to the audience to decide because she tells her whole story. She Basically, she's uh, a kid sitting in the kids section of the movie theater but she doesn't like to do that because all the kids are loud and noisy and jumping around. So uh, she decides to get up and sit in the adult section. And uh, when the uh, usher comes by to check tickets or whatever, she jumps into the seat next to an older man and says to the older man, like, hey, just tell him I'm with you. And that way they won't, uh, you know, throw me back into the right, kids section. Right. So this old man says, OK, yeah, sure. And then, like, even goes to buy her popcorn and candy and soda and shit. And then, like, starts to finger her while she's watching the movie. So uncomfortable. And this she, is awful. She's telling the story kind of with, like, a smile on her face saying, like, I, it, she, even though she says she was disturbed, she's like, but I just, I was watching the movie. And I just pretended I was in the movie. It was a good movie. It wasn't like Bone. This. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then, like. Like, she starts banging the bill, like, in real, like, out, she's telling him the story, and, like, like I'm thinking, like, fuck, man, like, she's gonna cut his balls off and shove it down his throat or something, right? Like, if if he, you know, did this to her, which it sounds like he did. Well, he's, um, he says, at a certain point, she says, uh, when he went up to go get candy and then came back, she, then he started to finger her, his hands were ice cold, and she says he must have washed his hands in the sink and they had only cold water. And then Bill's response to that is like, yeah, movie theaters never have hot water. Yeah. And it's like, so are you admitting to this or what? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, was that a thing back then? Like, hot water just was a luxury that like, I don't know. I, I wasn't alive in 72. <laughs> and then also, like, yeah, is he admitting it? Because, like, as as she's confronting him, he's visually getting agitated like i i, I didn't do it like like fucking cousin brucey over here 
<laughs> and then uh, and then you're like, fuck, man, he's guilty. Like, she's going to kill him. And then all of a sudden, she starts to bang him. Yeah, she pushes him on the bed and then starts, like, unzipping his pants. And she's all the while talking like... <laughs> Can I get you a candy bar? Yeah. The I'm three musketeers are the out. best. I was fucking eating popcorn during watching this fucking movie. And she starts talking about like popcorn and sex with this guy and molestation. And like, oh, no, this is awful. This is a terrible pick. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> oh, I just, no, I told you I love Larry Cohen. And oh. when I saw this, I'm like, I got to share this with someone because I'm not sure what I just watched. Yeah, exactly. Like, like <laughs> you almost like need reassurance that like you didn't go crazy and imagine <laughs> this, like some weird daydream happened to you. <laughs> so back at home. Uh, Bernadette is mixing alcoholic drinks, and uh, that's the one thing she's good at, she mentions. And uh, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't say it in those words, but... Typical housewife. <laughs> so, Bone, he stops her from uh, drinking because she's getting way too sloppy drunk. And uh, he says, time's run out. Bill's not back yet, so... Then Bone starts to assault Bernadette, like ripping off all her clothes and throwing her on the yeah, table. And, and it's like, it's not going fast. Like, it's a fucking long scene. Like, what What do you think it real, realistically it was? Maybe like six minutes? It felt like an hour. I don't think it was that long even. But Really? I, I oh my it, God, it was so fucking long. It just felt long. Uh, so then uh, Bone says... Uh, while he's like assaulting her and ripping off her clothes, he's like, this has been a bad day for all of us. And then at one point he says, uh, just shut up and take it because I'm a big black buck doing what's expected of him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's like, what? Wow. <laughs> don't come calling me names, lady. I'm just a big black buck doing what's expected of him. So, like, when they were doing like commercials for this. That like, was in the trailer. Was it? Line. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so inappropriate this is awful why does this exist how does this guy have oh i know it's the stuff that's right <laughs> it's the stuff it was a funny movie it was great but fuck man this guy doesn't deserve to make movies oh, he, he needed stuff. to make the stuff and that was it the stuff was another movie that's like labeled as a comedy but it wasn't really a comedy <laughs> <laughs> Until you get to the military guy at the toward the like the later half of the film, but the first part of the movie wasn't really funny. You listen to the commentary. Who was it? Was it Larry him? Cohen was what, on the commentary. So like, was he just cracking up throughout like his no. own jokes and no, no, stuff? No, no, no. He wasn't like uh, fucking Uwe Boll <laughs> when we were watching House of the Dead commentary. No, no, no. He um, he was actually um, talking about like symbolism and what he meant behind certain scenes and stuff so like it didn't even after i listened to his commentary it didn't entirely make sense the whole movie still but it definitely helped yeah yeah i i'm definitely confused after watching this film so they, i i kind of feel like i missed out with the uh not watching the commentary yeah i should have let you listen to it but uh we're kind of I in don't, a hurry tonight well i i don't think i could personally handle watching another round of bone like like i'm electing to stand out of that like <laughs> 
one of us got it. That's good. I mean, you took one for the team. I'm not going to watch that rape scene again. (laughs) Well, it didn't technically rape her, though, because she starts yelling like, go ahead, do it already. Just get it over with. He's like, God damn it, you ruined it. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's when he stops attacking her and he's like, just just go get yourself another drink. (laughs) And so then she asks Bone, like... Why did you let me go? Like, why didn't you just take what you wanted? And he won't answer her at first. And so then she starts saying, like, look, it's okay. You can tell me. I took a course in psychology. So, you know, just let me help you. That makes me an expert. (laughs) (laughs) So then, like, the next scene is her and Bone sitting down in the living room. And Bone is talking to her like she's a psychologist. (laughs) And he basically says, like, yeah, I generally can't get off or can't get up. Unless, like, a woman fights back. Yeah. And he says... Uh, God, this is so uncomfortable. He's like, I like it when women scratch me, but uh, I get turned off when women kick at me. And then I guess she kicked at him, and that's what really turned him off. It's a very specific <laughs> rapist, you know? Like, that's a really strange fetish that I can't imagine is very successful, because I gotta imagine kicking is just part of the, the deal. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, what rapist is successful i mean you're gonna get caught i mean it's a fucking despicable he's apparently a serial rapist but yeah exactly i was just gonna say like he admits that's the only calling he has in life is to be a good rapist like what the fuck again (laughs) this movie yeah she so bernadette is like kind of sad she's like oh i never could grow nails very well i'm sorry yeah like what the fuck you're apologizing like i wish i fucking wish we had a female like co-host or guest or something because they would absolutely lose their shit they would turn into a feminist (laughs) by the end of this movie because like that's not necessarily true because what was that fucking movie we watched supergirl Oh, yeah. We went out of our way to get a female guest for Supergirl, (laughs) hoping that she would be absolutely offended by the film. (laughs) And she didn't care. And you know what? It's funny. I specifically picked her. Like, you should check, like, in our catalog, a Supergirl episode. We had a guest on there, Marcia. She's, uh, She's awesome. I went to school with her. She was always very, like, pro-equal rights and everything. And, you know, I mean, fuck, I'm not that old. I'm only, like, 28 years old. So, like, this was 10 years ago. I don't understand why she was such a big fighter because there was equal rights already. But anyways, good for her. So, that's that's awesome. I'm like, oh, this is sweet. Like, I'm going to – I got the perfect guest, Brad. We're going to watch – uh, Supergirl, I got Marcia, and it was a total fucking flop because, like, she wasn't outraged. Yeah, no, that she, was awful. She thought it was – and then as soon as we cut the mics and we were done with the episode, she's like, yeah, that was a pile of shit. Yeah, where were you when the mics were hot? <laughs> you, you know you could have complained, What? like, that's why you were here. Yeah, yeah. That's all we do with these movies is bitch and complain. <laughs> I think Because we like- can't do anything ourselves. It's like, <laughs> we're not making our own movies. We're not talented or anything. <laughs> oh, you know what? If you fucking made Bone, like, I disown you as, like, family, so. <laughs> you know what, though? Like, I've got blinders on when it comes to Larry Cohen. Like, he can just do no wrong to me. I don't, uh, like, I, I I own this film, and I'm happy to own this film. <laughs> 
you like you suffered Stockholm syndrome like Bernadette did to the to fucking bone in this movie. <laughs> Maybe. So it's at this point that Bernadette teaches Bone how to have sex without raping a woman. He's like, I've never done this before. Yeah, like, like <laughs> this is his first time with a willing subject, and she seduces him, and he kind of seems to like it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm ticklish. I didn't know I was ticklish. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So then after they have consensual sex, uh, Bernadette calls the bank to see if Bill ever arrived to withdraw the money. And then she and Bone learn that uh, he did in fact arrive, but he never carried out the withdrawal. Was that a thing you could do back then, you think? Maybe. Like call up the bank and like, maybe the other way around. security was so lax. Oh, okay. So you got that and like maybe the husband can keep like, I don't know, track of the wife easier. Like when did when did the rules change? Like was that in the 60s? I have um, no fucking idea, 50s? but like it, it was like the rules, like things weren't all super secure back then. It's just like when I was getting babysat, like I don't remember what grade I was in, but I mean, I was young enough that I needed a babysitter. Uh, but I was old enough to like walk to the Circle K by myself and she just wrote me a note like she pretended to be my mom <laughs> and she said, I'm sick. Please let my son buy me cigarettes. <laughs> and I bought cigarettes for my babysitter. What? <laughs> and the only reason that um, I did it is because I told her like, okay, I'll do this if you let me smoke a cigarette with you. And she said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some quality parenting that our folks had picking a babysitter for you. Well, and then and then she got caught because she wrote down that note, and then she like fucked it up or whatever. She decided it wasn't good enough, so she tore that paper off, and then she wrote a second one. Oh, and she left the first fuck. one lying around for my mom to find. Oh, fucking! So dumb. she was promptly fired. <laughs> All right, so now we he- see uh, Bill in another one of his crazy dream sequences. I didn't talk about all of these dream sequences, but this one is uh, especially important because now he's he's doing his uh, limited tragedy sale where he talks about how his yeah. wife was raped multiple times and got her throat slit. And so... Uh, and it's good for business, apparently. Because sympathy brings yeah, in the business. okay, okay. And uh, this is because, like... It gives a little bit of backstory, I guess, is needed here. Um, Bill used to have a dog in his commercials, and then the dog died. And so when the dog died, they had this big dead dog memorial sale, and people came <laughs> down to buy cars and give their condolences. So he's thinking, like, wow, like, if Bone kills my wife, like, now she's dead. I don't have to put up with her anymore. And also, I can spin this into, like, a great sale because yeah. the, the dog brought in people. Like, a dead woman will bring in, like, ten times more, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I get to collect life insurance or whatever and blah, blah, blah. Wow, what a piece of shit. You remember fucking uh, Bill Hicks, how he talked about? how like like people who do commercials and ads and stuff like are the most soulless fucking deprived individuals ever yeah. on human like like if if you do that like he's like kill yourself no seriously <laughs> this isn't a joke like fucking kill yourself that's a prime example of like how fucking heartless they are like i know that like that's satire but it's it's believable i mean like it's there's a there's a kernel of truth there that uh, that's unsettling yeah, well, I don't think you were ever meant to like him or Bernadette. They're both monsters. Or Bone. I mean, I don't know what's going on. He's the 
nicest though i don't know but i mean he's a horrible rapist yeah you can't side with the serial rapist like what is this the warriors like what the fuck (laughs) Uh, there's a classic man warriors are great i'm sorry i can't dig it i can't dig it i i I don't want to you know find a bone I don't. I want when nothing we, to do with either of these movies. You, you always reference the Warriors, like because, like, I guess you're just like amazed that like they made the main heroes yeah. of the film rapists, but like, and you're supposed to root for the good guys, and we got so much flack for making fun of that movie because people fucking love it, and I don't get it. Don't They're know. rapists. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's a deplorable crime. It was a different time back then. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Was that when America was great again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Trump, man. God damn it. So, uh, Bone and Bernadette decide to uh, cash in on Bill's life insurance policy. They're thinking basically the same thing that Bill is. Bill wants his wife dead and he's going to cash in on that. They want to kill Bill. And cash in on that. She's like, oh, we can make him lose some fingers and whatever. Like, she's all calculating. Because like, the policy says, yeah. like, if you lose a finger, then you get, like, you know, $5,000. Right. You lose two, right. you get ten or whatever. So, she's trying to, like, add up, like, the most money possible. Yeah, is it better to kill him or just def- defigure him or whatever? And that's when Bone says, like, no, no, no. I just, it's just one swift, uh, you know, blow to the head. He's dead. I, I don't do the numbers game. So, which means he's also a murderer. He's, but he, he's I, done this before. Well, no, no. He's you just don't saying, think so? I mean, who? I don't think so. But I don't think it, it was basically to show that she is so cold and vindictive that she's bringing it down to numbers. Whereas he, like, he's in it for the money too. But he's not going to go all sadist on it. Like, he's right, like, I'm right. going to be sensible about this. Like, he's taking the responsible approach <laughs> to murder. If there is such a thing. So, again, you're supposed to like him the most in this oh, movie. God damn it. I don't know. But anyway, they decide also, like, once Bill's dead, they're going to split the cash. So, they jump in their car and they proceed to uh, search all over town for Bill. So, uh, Bill is at his ad agency and he's talking to his manager. And that's when uh, Bone and Bernadette find out he's there. And uh, they chase him down in the parking lot with their car. Bill manages to escape, but then he jumps on a bus and he tries to blend in with the other passengers. Bone. <laughs> what was that whole thing? thing where he's like goes to some like old lady that's sitting on the bus and he's like just say you're my mother say you're with me or whatever well that was um that was the girl's tactic in the movie theater remember when she's like just say i'm with you fuck so he was using that on on the women now in the bus you know there's lots of like weird layers into this film which means like the fucking director put a lot of thought into this yeah, but no, it's, it's so fucking crazy that why would you put the thought into this? Well, it's it's crazy. It it doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense, but like there is something there, and I trust that Larry Cohen had something in mind for this movie. And when you listen to the commentary, you can tell that. Yeah. It's not like a fucking David Lynch, I'm gonna make things weird just for the sake of being right, weird, so right. people talk about me. Yeah. Like yeah. it's none of that horse shit. Like it or not, like he did put some work into this. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I it's, it's apparent in the film. I agree with that. But uh, Bone and Bernadette jump on the bus uh, before it can take off, and they snag Bill. They tell him, like, we're going to kill you for the life insurance money, basically. And so then he tries to work out a deal because he's a slick car salesman. 
And he's yeah. like, it's the only uh, thing know, he's good at is selling things. Yeah, he's like, you don't have to kill me. Uh, I don't have to die. Like, I can, I can continue to work, and the three of us can live in the house together. And I'll just, you just give me a tiny little corner of the house, and I'll keep to myself. And and you guys can keep my paychecks, and and it'll be a happy life. And then Bone is like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. We're just, we're going to kill you, and we're going to take the money. And that's when Bill's like, what are you going to do with the money afterwards? And Bone's like, don't worry about it. Just just take the blow to the head. Just, <laughs> just be, be nice and calm about it. We're not behaving normally. None of us. I'm in love. My God, the son in Vietnam. He's in a Spanish prison. He didn't have to be. No, he didn't. You could have helped him. I never wasn't. saw you do anything. You wrote his letter. You never wrote that. That's not true. Come on, let's not fight over the children. How's he gonna like a Harlem Globe driver for a stepfather? So they drag him out to the desert, the last stop on the whole bus line. This is when Bone wants to kill Bill as quickly and painlessly as possible. But then uh, Bernadette goes crazy and she starts smashing in Bill's head with her purse and her bare fists and stuff. And she's saying, squish, 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 just like the roaches in <laughs> Bone's story about the popsicles. And Bone is disgusted by this. So then he just disappears. And uh, it's the film is like kind of leaves you wondering, like, was Bone ever real? Or did like, did he walk away? Or did he was he just a figment of their imagination or something? Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I thought he was real. And he just left like, fuck, man, this bitch is crazy. Because then the last of the movie is Bernadette saying, like, practicing her uh, phony alibi, like she would be talking to the police, like, right. it, it was a huge black man who attacked my husband. Yeah, yeah, dropping N-bombs and shit, like, yeah. she she's being as, like, as mean as she can possibly can, and, like, playing into that whole, like racism thing like yeah you know, it's it's because he was an animal and stuff like, it was weird i have very close friends and and i care very much about civil rights like this looks like a big nigger he killed my husband he was so big and so strong and grotesque i just identified and identified nigger oh i am cooperating i can give you a complete description let me describe him to you you see i saw everything before he raped me but like she said on the bus that uh, Bernadette loved uh, Bone, like she like fell for him hard or whatever. And I just thought that like Bone was like, man, this bitch is crazy. Like she's gone too far. She's psycho. Like me, like I can kill someone, but like fuck, I won't go that far. Is what I'm thinking. But like fuck, man, yeah. What if Bone was just a figment of her imagination? Like that's totally believable. Yeah. Well, um, and then there's also this story that I didn't talk about whatsoever, and that was like scattered throughout the film here and there, and I'll talk about it now. Bernadette and Bill have a son named Kenneth, and there's this story that um, he's in jail in Spain for trying to smuggle hash, and he yeah. got a six-year sentence. And when he called his parents for help, they didn't do anything to help him out. Uh, they didn't bail him out or anything, even though like Bernadette says that Bill could have afforded it or right, whatever right although that's questionable because they're in debt up to their eyeballs like who knows but um she didn't know that though like that they were their financial troubles were that bad but like fuck sell one of the the fucking super expensive cars yeah you know what you fuck you bring down to you know six cars in the driveway like big deal but um Instead of helping, they just decide, well, let's just make up a story and tell our friends because we want to keep up appearances 
let's tell our friends that he's not in prison. He's actually in Vietnam and they make him out to be like this heroic uh, chopper pilot. Right, right. And so like during the ramblings at the very end when Bernadette's rambling about how, how Bone killed her husband, uh, she says like, I don't even know who who came up with that story. It must have been Bill. Bill's the one who came up with that whole Vietnam story. It wasn't me. So she's not even sure where that lie originated from. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because the movie opens with a light in Kenneth's cell and he's looking at that light bulb, you know, as it turns on. And then like throughout the whole film, you see little flashes of him in his cell, just like laughing or crying or whatever. Right. And then the very end of the film is him breaking that light bulb. Yeah. yeah. So it's also a possibility that this entire story was just in Kenneth's head. He was imagining what his parents were doing the entire time while he's locked up in prison. And obviously high on hash because this was like the world's like weirdest dream. Yeah. (laughs) So that's. Fuck, man. Like we took lots of weird turns in this. Like like, I kind of got whiplash here. It's like the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I I tend to believe it's all in Kenneth's head. That's what I'm going to choose to believe because the movie makes a lot more sense that way. It's like it's some some sort of weird dream on his part. Wow. While he's in prison and just tormented in his cell. You totally have to watch this movie. Um, This is this is awesome. Um, If it's on Amazon, I'll put a link below on our website to torturevision.com. Check it out. Like this is this is fucking nuts. Like as bad as it is. It's also really good. I can't believe I said that. I'm like- <laughs> not going to say it's bad because like even both times I've seen it twice now, both times it totally kept my interest. Yeah, that's true, but it's like it's offensive though. <laughs> it is like <laughs> If you're a little bit squeamish about that stuff, don't watch it. Yeah, no, like this could not be made to There are no remakes of this. Like this is the the one and done deal. <laughs> It's a Larry Cohen film, so I'm giving it a perfect A. I think it's great. (laughs) Two thumbs up. Oh, that's like, you might as well just record yourself and just put that at the end of every fucking film that this guy did. (laughs) Um, But no, seriously, yeah, I I highly recommend it. And if you buy it using our link uh, below uh, through Amazon, we'll get some cash out of that and it doesn't cost you extra at all. Oh, one last thing before we uh, Mm -hmm. go. Um, It's interesting to note that um, Bone never introduces himself and uh, Bernadette just gives him that name. No. Yeah. She just decides his name is Bone. <laughs> Whoa. And he just goes along with it. <laughs> oh, that's weird. And you know what? When at the very end, she was she was on the, the beach and she just killed Bill. And she's like, she's practicing her alibi. And she talks about how like he was like a fucking African, like get up uh, with like a bone in the nose and like a fucking bone necklace. Yeah, that's what afro. it was. Yeah. Shrunken like, heads or something. Who knows whatever the fuck she said. She's describing him, but she's not because it, like her description doesn't match bone at all right right but she's just saying like the most offensive stereotypical exactly yeah 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 exactly god that was weird yeah it's a crazy one but anyway um thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time make sure to check us out on torturevision.com or listen to us on itunes we can also be found at facebook.com slash torturevision twitter.com slash torturevision youtube.com slash user slash torturevision tv and instagram.com slash torturevision do we